The sermon for the 24th week after Pentecost is from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 25, verses 1 to 13. The sermon is entitled, The Foolish and the Wise. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In confirmation uh, this week, we were studying the third commandment, and I asked the children, what happens when we stop listening to the word? And the children quickly all said, well, we, we will forget the word. And thus the Lord says in the third commandment, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. In other words, the Lord is saying the word is good to hear God's word to be in His Word, to study His Word. It is good for you. That on this Sabbath, you have your rest, your true rest that is given through the Word that you are hearing right now. Today in our Gospel reading, as we are drawing near to the end of the church year, we have several more weeks until the season of Advent, We embark upon these texts that prepare us for what is to come in the not yet as we await in the now. That is when we take our last breath or when our Lord's return. Jesus does prepare us in these very words for what is to come. Yet as we live in waiting, how are we to proceed? That is the question. Day by day, How are we to proceed in this life of faith? And the parable clearly shows us there are two ways to live. One of foolishness and the other by wisdom. There were five who took their lamps as they went to meet the bridegroom. Yet there was a delay and of course they fell asleep. And there was another five, same lamps, same Plan, same delay, same sleep. Yet what distinguishes the foolish and the wise was not their sleep, for they both slept, but rather it is the flask of oil. Everyone needs a flask of oil, right? To lighten the lamp. And thus they awoke at the cry at midnight. Here is The bridegroom, the wise, went forth to the marriage feast, trimming their lamps with this extra lamp oil they would fill, and there they would go. On the other hand, well, the foolish, oops, we forgot the extra lamp oil, didn't we? And the wise didn't have enough to spread around, and and there they would have to go back and buy the oil. And they did. But yet, when they went back, there was a delay. And when they came back uh, to this marriage feast, they said, Lord, Lord, open, open to us. And he answered, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. The foolish and the wise. It's all about the flask of oil. And what is the oil? That is the question. What, does, what, what is the distinction of all this? And it's, it's God's word, right? The oil is God's word. That through the work of the Holy Spirit, 
The Word creates faith in you. The Word sustains your faith. The Word equips you, strengthens you, sustains you as you hear this Word. You know, I think the misconception of, for many is that hearing the Word is just simply learning, as if this is a, another history class in school. Yet hearing is more than just Well, hearing the word is more than just information processing, but rather it is the word that sustains your faith, right? Now, the great temptation is what? Well, I already know this. I already know the word. So as we live in Southern California, our great temptation is what? Why am I even here when I can be out there on this beautiful Sunday morning. Because hearing the word is more than just another lecture. Hearing the word gives you life. The word is living. The word sustains. The word through the Holy Spirit prepares you for what is to come for that cry to that marriage feast. That in the meantime, the word cuts to the heart convicts you of your sin, crushes and reveals your true spiritual state that this world will never tell you. The Word gives you that mirror that shows you indeed what you are facing in your frail, fallen, sinful flesh. But also, just as the world doesn't tell you, the Word delivers you your promise. Your comfort, the declaration that you are justified and righteous by the work of Christ alone on the cross and empty tomb. This is the word that sustains you in the one true faith. And this is the word that you need to hear time and time again, whether you're nine years old or 99 years old. For when we stop hearing God's word, we will forget I know in waiting in this life of faith, the world, the flesh, the devil, the distractions, the priorities, the idols, how guilty we are, honestly, if we really assess it, how quick we are to prepare for the worldly things, as if these are the only wise things of our lives. You know, I was talking to a pastor the other day. We sat down for coffee and, you know, we talked about parenthood. And I said, you know, how much we teach our children in so many different ways. Some good, but yet we teach them some bad things too. And if we could actually rewind the tape, right, and just listen to what we have told our children Honestly, I think we, we emphasize academics and sports, college, work, career, all these things. And they're important, of course. But as I was talking to my friend, my pastor friend, we, I asked, we, we asked ourselves, well, if we look back, how frequently do we ask about the word? 
How frequently do we ask about, did you read your Bible today? Did you do your prayers? Did you go to church? Did you hear God's word? I mean, these are the wise questions, aren't they? Yet we very well know how quickly we are enveloped by the temporal things of this life. So entrenched that we fail to pray, that we fail to read the Holy Scriptures with them, our children. See, this is the tension, my friends, in the now and not yet. And even for us who, uh, I'm not even in regards to just ourselves and our faith life, it is the same. For yes, how important it is to be wise in the word. Yet, of course, the world says otherwise, right? The devil says everything but the word of God. The flesh says right here, right now, worry about that later. You'll get to it when you have time, the devil says. And we very well know for each and every one of us how foolish this dialogue is. We know how foolish that in these moments, as we are living in this flesh, how we see these foolish things as wise. See, you being in church right now is not just you being in church. You're not just filling a seat. But rather, this is your rest. In the midst of all the distractions of your life, trust me, even right now you're distracted. You're probably thinking of something about the week. We all do, even me right now as I'm preaching, right? But here you are resting, truly doing nothing as God is doing everything for you. That he is working on you in this word, the wise word, the restful word. Because who else can sustain you? You know, I look in the mirror and when we see our frail frail flesh, we, we see our sinful condition and we see our frail cups. And the worldly wisdom says, yes, pour more money into this cup. Pour more pride into this cup. Fill it up with your endless offerings of counterfeit little gods and this will sustain you. Now, surely we know this is foolish. We do, don't we? But yet in our foolishness, we are guilty of saying no need for the word at this time. There are more important things to do. The foolishness in ourselves says, seek the flesh, seek our human wisdom. The foolishness in us says, God can wait. Let me live my own life, my own word, my own priorities, my own time. This is the foolish chatter, the never-ending echo chamber. The devil has the megaphone on blaring. That volume never turns off, I tell you. The distractions of idols, and there the devil is saying, persist in your foolishness. Persist and go on your own way. See, the devil does not tell you that at the end of the day, These are the words, truly I say to you, I do not know you. That's what this path leads 
down to. These five crushing words, I do not know you. How terrifying are those words? At the end of the day, I do not know you. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. See, the word is good, my friends. And this is true wisdom. It's not about your IQ or your cognitive abilities. No, it's your true wisdom is the word of what Christ has done for you and accomplished for each and every one of you. And that's why it's such a blessing that you're here as we gather together in this word. And as I spoke to my brother pastor the other day again, you know, true wisdom is this. At the end of the day, when we take our last breath or when the Lord returns, there are no questions to be answered. That is true wisdom. Am I a child of God? Am I saved? Am I forgiven? Do I have everlasting life? True wisdom is the one who answers these questions for you. True wisdom is the one who accounts for you, speaks for you, advocates for you, who cares for your soul. And that true wisdom is the word, the word that is Christ for you. And the word is your wisdom that Jesus Christ doesn't say, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to earn. No, The true wisdom is the one who pays the price for your sin. Who reconciles you. Who by his death and resurrection forgives you of all your sin. That is true wisdom. The work of Christ outside of yourself that says, Death has lost its sting by my death upon the cross. And by my empty tomb you are victorious. Because I have saved and rescued you from sin, death, and the power of the devil. This is wisdom. Not what the world says, but what Christ has done for you by his very word. And by his very work, these words, I do not know you, are not your lasting words. They're not your words that you'll ever hear by no means because you have the word and that word declares you righteous. That word from Christ says, I know you by the blood that covers you. I know you by the death that has defeated the evil foe. I know you because I answer for you. I do not know you is not in your soul because of the work of what Christ has done for each and every one of you. Rather, it is as our Lord is saying, I know you. You are my own. For the gospel promise has declared you to be my own. The garment you wear is not just your earthly clothes, but the water and word that envelops you and robes you with his righteousness. And there I know you, and you are my own. And in the supper that we receive today as you feed on it, the true body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins, as you take 
and eat, take and drink. What other gift is more important than this? Where there God says, I know you and you are my own. You know, God knows what is good for you. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. It's not you who's doing this. But here you rest in the word because it is good. Good to hear the words of Christ. The true promise, the gift of faith, the redemption, the wisdom. His death and resurrection, the wisdom. The sacraments, the wisdom. I know you, the Lord says. And you are his own, all by his grace. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Sermon from Faith Lutheran Church in Moorpark, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.